haven't done a six-figure sales segment in a while, so I want to give a six-figure sales training right now. The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love, but our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Hey guys, welcome to Finding Freedom Podcast. Out here knocking doors and getting sales. And it's oh, it's good to get in the field. It's refreshing. Um, it's such a good learning experience versus just training consulting all the time. And uh, yeah, there's just so much you can learn from getting out, taking a break and then getting back in the field again. I, I really think everybody should be doing that, um, not just grinding the whole time. Um, not that the grinding doesn't have value and like sometimes you can get just in complete flow and that's really awesome. Um, but I wanted to talk about a few things that as I've been training today, came up in conversation and I know it's going to bring value to you. So in sales, you often hear this comment of it's a numbers game, right? Like you, if you cold call a hundred people, 10 of those people answer, of those 10 people that answer and set an appointment with you, one will close, right? Um, that's just an example one. There's you know plenty of examples. I'm sure every industry's got different numbers. And oftentimes salespeople talk about the numbers. And I think there's value in that up until a point. Um, but I also think there's a next level of advanced sales, and that's what I want to talk about today. So when I first started doing sales, it was or solar sales, it was door to door in Arizona, and I remember talking about you know the numbers, yada yada yada, and and just really grinding it out. And and Santo was one of the mentors I had, one of the more advanced reps by like four or five months, but more advanced. I guess that's pretty senior in door to door sales if you last that long. Um, I remember him pulling me aside and saying, Hey Cody, like, it looks like your numbers are doing good, but here's what's going to make all the difference. He said, you're going to hit, like, if you're like, this product's so easy, you could, you could sell itself. And so like you, you should close 10% of people just based off of the product value. That's not what's going to make you really well off. It's closing, instead of closing one every one out of five, it's closing every two or three out of five. That extra like 10% from, you know, if you're closing 10% and you're closing an extra 10%, that's literally going to double your income, um, if not more, because there's going to be exponential growth from there. And, you're, and so that really like stuck with me. And so that's what I want to talk about today is like, how do you get out of just a numbers game and get better at actual sales? And so the, well, so here, here's the first, yeah, it really comes down to, so today, the conversation was revolved around this. It's like, okay, how do you just not, not just like crank out and just pump and grind and do numbers is how do you improve? And for me, the, one of the first steps of getting that like advanced sales or master sales is learning to adapt to your customer. So here's why I think sales is actually a numbers game is because, and then we're going to get into how some actual tactics on how to do that. Sales is a number game, numbers game because of this. You have a certain personality type. Or, or you, you personally make decisions a certain way, and that is the way that makes logical sense to you. Um, just so you know, the, 
if you think something is a logical way of making decisions, it's actually emotional because if someone else could have a different way and they think it's logical as well, even though it's a completely different approach. So just a little self-aware check there. If you think you have the logical way to make decisions, um, it's all emotions. Even if you think it's logic, it's all emotions. Um, and you need to understand that, but that's, we're gonna talk about that in a second. So let's say you're a, an analytical buyer, right? You need to know the stat. Let's, let's say you're going to buy a car. You want to know the horsepower, the torque, you know, the axle-axle ratio, all that stuff. Um, the, cube, you know, the, the cubic space and the, the volume of the car, all that, you know, all those like technical things. Um, you're an analytical buyer. Um, that, so what's going to happen is you're going to pitch analytically. Let's say you're an emotional buyer or not emotional. Let's say you're like a relationship buyer right, is you value the relationship. So when you go to a, buy a car, it's not so much about the car, it's about how, the, how like they treat you and the customer service, you know, and, and some people think, well, that's not as logical, that's more emotional. And I kind of like had a Freudian slip and said that was emotional because I'm an analytical buyer, just so you know. Um, but I understand that that's emotion that drives that 100%. So, but the relationship buyer is going to value how they're treated, you know, and that's just as important because guess what? At the end of the day, the customer, the, cu- the customer service you give is usually pretty reflective of how good the customer company is, right? And then you have all, like you have, those, like for me, those are the two basic types, but there's, you know, tons of different like buyer spectrums. And since you're usually one or a combination of two of those, you're going to tailor your message, your sales pitch by your buying habits. And that you're going to hit that percentage of the population, plain and simple, right? If you're going to pitch that certain way and some, some people are going to ring with it, some people are not, and you're going to do well. You know, like for example, I do really well pitching a higher income, higher performance people because that's just kind of who I ring true with, right? And, and or, or I do like really good, really, really low income. That like middle income, I really, really struggle with, you know, because they're like more relationship based. They're not as much like, analytical based. And so I, I struggle with that anyway. Um, so the, the way for you to get better is learn a different skill set, a different buying preference and therefore a different selling preference. Okay. For example, one of the homes I came in today was a very analytical person. Um, he was an airline, airline pilot used to looking at technical specs. And so I have to lean into that. Um, so what I, what I did was like, I tried to do the relationship thing and I could tell he really wasn't like jiving with that. And so the, I, when we got to the actual, like the technical part of it, I dove in and started explaining things technically, like how we installed it, how it worked, the, the equipment we use. And I noticed he really lit up during that part. And that was like, that was checking off that box and saying, this is, what I'm getting is good equipment and that's valuable to me and that makes me want to buy. Okay. And so another, but another sale we had today was more relationship based, right? He didn't really care about the technical specs as much as tech as as about like, do these people care about me and they show that they're listening and valuing my time? You know, so we had the, we were more time sensitive, more talking to him, not so much like showing him stuff. Right. And he was also worried about aesthetics. So it was like, how do I touch and feel this thing versus like, what does this look like on paper? you know, or how does this pencil out? And so had to adjust to that type. And that I've noticed for great salespeople, so good salespeople that are just working hard, you'll close a certain number of people because that they'll match your buying preferences. But as you start to look at 
the people you're interacting with, observe what they pref- what type of communication they prefer, and adjust your communication accordingly, your sales percentage will start to go up. And this is really hard um, because it's really against your nature and you have to be very self-aware. And so one thing I would really suggest is, is number one, just in your everyday conversations with people, friends, family, whoever, watch what people focus on. Do they focus on the conversation, the relationship? Do they focus on like the information in it, right? Or, and so watch that. Second, for people that you notice are like, don't, like if you are talking to someone and they're buying, the reason they buy something doesn't make sense, right? Like for me, like, again, I understand I'm a man, so makeup shouldn't make sense for me anyway, but like the reason people buy makeup is completely foreign to me. Like I don't get it at all. Like why would you ever buy that stuff? You know, I think like personally, I think women look great without it. You know, that's just, that's my preference. Right. And the, I'm probably going to get flack for that, but whatever. Um, that doesn't mean there's not a huge makeup market and people are making, you know, billions of dollars selling makeup. And so if I want to help sell that type of person that values that, I need to learn their buying preferences and have empathy and understand from their point of view. I need to walk a couple miles in their shoes and think about why they would buy that way. Well, it's because they want to feel confident going out, right? They want to, they want to fit in or maybe they, or, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's like, that's so foreign to me. I don't even want to like try to conjecture the makeup thing. There's probably other ones I could guess though. Um, right. So that's, if you start to put yourself in other shoes, other people's shoes, especially people's buying preferences that don't make sense and ask them, why did you buy that? Like, what, what did this help you feel like? What, what value does this bring to you? You'll be able to pick up on certain language patterns and certain buying habits. And so when you're meeting those clients and you start hearing those same patterns from the, the around like different products, you're going to be like, oh, this is what it's going to Okay, this person I need to talk to this way and emphasize certain parts, maybe give them some space, maybe pressure them, you know, depending on the person. That way you can learn to get better, right? So I could go into some like book or critique about disc profiles or all this other stuff. But to be honest with you, most people don't remember those things anyway. And it's really hard to like internalize and make that part of your sales process. Because uh, I think it's just really cumbersome. And it's not always, people are so nuanced that it's hard to get that right. You know, it's, you can't just put people in these nice, neat little categories. Um, but you can, over time through experience, learn different buying preferences through observation and having conversations with people and taking good notes and looking over those and then adapt that to your sales process with people. It's very, very helpful, okay? So, that, so that's one thing. So to summarize, sales just, isn't just a numbers game. You can get better numbers, closing percentages. One of the most effective ways to do that is to learn people's buying preferences and match your selling preference to that buying preference. And you can do that through observation and, and questioning people whose buying preferences don't make any sense to you. Um, they're illogical, um, but that doesn't mean they're not illogical to the other person. Okay, so apply that, work with it. Um, if this was valuable to you, share it in your sales meetings. Um, f- feel free to share the recording, talk about it, have a discussion um, about different buying preferences. I think it would be a great training to do um, about talk talk to your reps, why people buy, why certain people don't buy. And they'll be like, dude, that was making sense. Like, but just walk me through that so I can, I can see it and then try to sell you on the, based on that, on your buying preferences, not on my buying preferences. Anyway, have a good week, guys. We'll chat with you later.